Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff! We have a liftoff! Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. DA with you. And, of course, you can always download us by going to iTunes and searching... Permission granted. Also, full episodes available on our website, daoncbs.com. And on iTunes, you can also search Permission Granted and its own podcast or on our DA show iTunes feed. Today was a combustible day here on the show, an emotional day, Tuesday's morning, Tuesday morning show, as Andrew Bogish finally had a chance to stare down his assailant, which would be Mraz, who two PGPs ago seriously called it a question, Andrew Bogish's career aspirations of becoming a play-by-play voice. And finally, Bogish was able to air his grievances over it and brought up the fact that Mraz did it while he was on vacation. Do you feel any remorse for having done it while he was on vacation, unable to defend himself? No, because that part of it, D.A., it doesn't make any sense to me. When was I supposed to do it? It's not like I had a planned attack on Andrew Bogus and I waited for him to be off to do it. We brought up the idea of him on Twitter saying he wasn't sure if he could attend the wedding due to the Blue Hens game. And that was broached on the PGP. So what am I supposed to say? Hey, I have some thoughts on Andrew Bogus in this, but please let me wait two weeks and maybe or maybe not I'll forget and then I'll get to him just so he's here for him. No, it's on my mind then. The, uh, the opportunity presented itself. I'm going to talk to it. It wasn't a pre-planned attack. It wasn't any of that. So I don't get that, well, I wasn't here to defend myself. Well, you know, them's the break. So it wasn't like I planned on it. That was just the timing of it. Well, it was an attack. You did attack his career aspirations. You uh, said give it up. I, but that's not attacking his career aspirations. I praised his ability. You, no, no. That, I did. Oh. Why does that part get buried? You praised his ability, but while doing so said give it up. Yeah, because he obviously wants to just focus on that and doesn't know how to properly represent himself or put himself out there. As how I brought do you up, know on, he's not properly representing well, himself. I, I mean, this DA, is a we're tough to, competitive business, and a lot of good people don't ever get the breaks that they deserve. I agree with that. I wholeheartedly agree. And sometimes you got to know somebody, and maybe he hasn't known the right people. But as I brought up on the show, and he kind of rolled his eyes and realized there have been times I have, because I know how how good and talented he is, wanted to pump him up on our own show to give us the platform. Maybe somebody's listening to CBS Sports Radio, a, a high-up executive. Here's Andrew Bogus's call, and Soundcheck goes, I need to hire this guy. But guess what? He can never pursue, produce sound to me because he can't even get the tapes himself. That's not doing the right thing. I, I don't think there's anything factually incorrect about that. Well, it's so- a, you know, he's doing the games, and it's like farting in the wind. Where are they going? Well, they're on TV. Yeah, okay. 
but but he's not exactly doing the Sunday night football game. Is my point. So they're on TV. Well, how do you get to Sunday night football? You've got to. You work an outlet that will give you a tape two hours after the show. Hey, here's your tape. He, he six months. I can't get a Port Washington lacrosse game out of him. <laughs> Well, it's a Port Washington lacrosse game, but that's the point. He, you know, he's not being able to produce and get this stuff out to us. He's not pushing it to anybody. I think he has the right idea, and he's good enough, and just doesn't have the right representation. Well, I've, I'm screaming, any agent out there listening, please do something for Andrew Bogus. I think that he had a very interesting moment of insight where he said, "Sean, I don't need you to tell me this. Come live in my own personal hell." I felt bad. When I'm watching guys that I think are less talented than I am calling games. I, I That made me feel bad in the pit of my stomach because the impression I got from afar was that Andrew Bogus, because he's a great guy, and, and this isn't me trying to wax over, Andrew Bogus is as good a human being as there is. Great man. I think when sometimes when you're such a good guy, people tend to just tell you how great you are, and they're afraid to tell you anything bad. So from afar, I got the feeling everybody just told Andrew how great he was because he is great, and nobody says, hey, have you thought about this because, you know, father times are ticking, and I, I just... <laughs> have I, you thought about what? Bailing on the dream and then not having a backup? Well, again, it's not like he's not employed or just, you know, shifting attention elsewhere. You know, your kids are getting older. Maybe don't go to Delaware on those Saturdays. Go to the, <laughs> go to more kids' soccer games oh because God. what is the point of you going because nothing's going to happen. Now, again, I want something to happen. I admire and That's a guy who deserves it all, but I, I get the feeling nobody was telling him that. So maybe it wasn't my place to take it upon myself and bring that up, but him possibly missing your wedding now we know he won't and missing a good time with good friends and a good crew and a good bonding event, I think, for our show – to chase something that hasn't developed for him rubbed me the wrong way, and I found that as a time to strike. And perhaps it was wrong. Perhaps it was in poor taste. But nonetheless, it felt it had to be said because he's been pampered by everybody around him because he is such a good guy. He's been pampered. Yeah, I could be a jerk, and because I'm a jerk, somebody tell me, you know, Mraz, that take you have was pretty stupid. Or, you know, and I get told all the time how crappy I am. And it's okay. It builds character. Sometimes somebody <laughs> needs to tell you how much you suck. And maybe I'll motivate him. Maybe I motivated this guy's career. It always comes back to you being the hero. It was like you. Not all heroes wear capes, DA. You booing Giancarlo Stan, then encouraging him to. That encouraged him, motivated him to hit that next home run. By the way, I, I've cheered Giancarlo. He's won for his last 30. So, yeah, maybe it's time to boo again. I just think that you're lost when it comes to your role being some type of weighty. You know, momentous, well, do the right thing. I'm, I'm just, I'm the tough love guy. Well, hold on now, hold on now. I've come a long way since day one with you, and you always wanted me to get to the point where I was a producer. I had a feel for the whole staff, and now I'm flat out telling you, I don't think Bellotti can handle the multiple new roles. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think Bogus is down the wrong path here. So suddenly, uh, you know, I'm sitting there from a, a position in which you wanted me to be in, calling things like it is, and now you're telling me who am I? Well, you can't have it both ways either. I you created this monster. I didn't say. Now it's up to you. Don't slaughter it. You you feed it. I think that there's a way to do it, and you do not come off as being thoughtful about this. You just come off as wanting to riddle bullet holes into everybody. What do you think? I'm the Greg Williams of CBS kind Sports of. Radio. <laughs> yes, kind of. Kind of, yes. So what did Tom DeCelestino, who produces on our end in New York, <laughs> The Jim Rome show say when he walked into the studio. Said, you ragging on Bogus's career. Who are you? What's your career? 
I said Bill Simonson needs a fill-in. I'm his guy. That's my career. I'm the Bill Simonson fill-in guy. I'm the huge show guy. You're the fill-in for the huge show. I'm the fill-in for the huge show. That's a big stage. Saturday night, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, that's prime radio real estate, and that's where I come in. (laughs) So on to Bilotti. He's been out this week. He's on vacation. I heard that he wouldn't come on with you last week during the PGP. I have a great Bilotti anecdote that just happened a half an hour ago, but carry on. So he's doing the scheduling thing. You and Bogus have talked about this in the PGP two weeks ago. He's absorbing more responsibility around here as corporate responsibilities shift a little bit with some people that have left, et cetera. You feel like this new responsibility is taking away his attention from our show. (laughs) The 9 a.m. to noon or 6 a.m. till 9 a.m. Pacific, three hours of the show. During the actual show, you think he's fine and locked in. I think he's fine, locked in. He will play drops. He will be hysterical. He will do his job. As far as... The extra stuff that comes with the DA show, podcasting, taping the PGP, uh, contributing with any sort of idea to me about the show, I think that stuff is now gone. It's been gone for two weeks. I've noticed a severe drop-off in that because he has now focused his attention on his new scheduling slash sort of management role, and I think he doesn't know how to juggle that part of it. Uh, Doesn't mean he can't get there. Maybe he can, but right now I do think he's having a hard time with that. And if I brought that up to him, as I'm trying to find a fine way to bring it up to him, I th- my sense is he'd get very defensive and say, well, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. And maybe then I would be afraid of a shutdown, like a government shutdown from <laughs> 9 to noon. So since I'm already getting the best of him from 9 to noon, I'm worried that I don't want that. I don't want to say something about what happens after noon and it affect 9 to noon. I, I find myself in a very tough predicament from where I stand as the show's producer. What's the anecdote from a half hour ago? So, Labor Day weekend coming up. I am hosting Saturday night, but I took off back in June, Friday, Monday. Have a wedding Friday night. I, as you know now, we discussed him doing Chris Carlin, Maggie Gray, and Bart Scott's show. You've got a wedding Friday night of Labor Day weekend and Sunday morning from James Ward. And by the way, I had another wedding Saturday night that I can't go to. Another buddy, I told him I, could, I just can't do it, and I'm working. What's with the Labor Day bonanza of weddings? Cheap, cheaper on the week on the holiday weekends. It's just the way it is. But this happens. I take off in June. In June, Mike Francesa goes on vacation. So my afternoon WFAN show I'm working on now has to stay an extra four hours to fill in for Mike Francesa. Right. I say, okay, I have to do this all week. This is what I'm in the process of doing. I'm working 12 hours a day this week, DA. Friday, I said, but you know what? I'm off. I took off. I turn. I'm off of our show, which Jody Mack will be hosting. Andrew Kaplan, our web producer, will be producing it. I look at the schedule. Great. Everything's good. Yesterday gets brought to my attention by a backup board op. Says, hey, I can't wait to work with you Friday. I go, work will be Friday. I'm off. What do you doing? He goes, oh, no, you look at the schedule. I'm on the schedule still working at WFA in New York till 6.30. I bring this to Dave Marinick, who's a great boss, who was handling scheduling for both CBS Sports Radio and WFAN, now just handles the scheduling for the guys behind the scenes for WFAN. I say, hey, I thought I was off. You had me off on CBS Sports Radio, which he this was the last week he scheduled before Pete took over. He goes, I did. What happened here? He ended up messing up, I guess, forgot that I worked for WFAN also and didn't get a replacement. Emails me today, come back to his office, can't find somebody to fill in for me Friday. Uh-oh. So I am going to have to come into work Friday, work my shift till 6.30 p.m. No. Go to this wedding late, miss cocktail hour. My wife's not going to be happy. 
So to make up for it now, I'm angry because you get a certain number of vacation days a year, as you know. And had I known I was going to have to work this day, I could have took this day off around July 4th yeah. in August sometime earlier and used a nice summer day. So I say, when else am I going to use this day? What, am I going to use it in November when it's freezing out? So I make a deal with him that I have that court date coming up for the famous Fire Island arrest <laughs> Thursday, September 13th. I said, I'm already off then. I said, if you can't get me off this Friday, I know it's a football Friday, but it's still nice out in September. Can I have off Friday, September 14th? This way, at least after court, maybe I roll it into a three-day weekend. Weather's still nice. Maybe I can get a beach hit out of it, pool, something, right? He goes, looks at his FAN end of it, goes, great. I could do this for you. That sounds like a good deal. I go, all right, and you're going to handle, obviously, my DA show stuff. He goes, well, you're going to have to talk to Pete about that. And therein lies my Pete anecdote. So now, because of his screw-up over there, Pete's on vacation. I'm being forced into work on Friday. And now I basically have to go at my knees with two weeks' notice. And Pete, who's already asked everybody for their December days off because he needs like three months' notice with his new role here, I have to beg for him to find somebody to work for me on our show on that Friday just to make up for the day, and you know he's going to overthink it. And now if I present to him that I don't think he can handle any of this and he doesn't get me coverage, this whole thing's going to explode. <laughs> so now Pete's going to come back for vacation. i got to lay this on him, and he's going to overly freak out, show he can't handle it. It's going to be a mess. I couldn't believe I had the words. You better speak to Pete about that. <laughs> speak to Pete about it? I'm giving him sound check clips. I'm going to speak to him about something? This is what I mean. And he's going to lose it. There's also another ticking time bomb with Pete. Yeah, that this should be trust here. We, of course, have the simulcast. And one of the things we're trying to redo about the simulcast is the producer's studio's camera. It is right now set up to the side of Pete the Body Bilotti, which has a side shot, a profile shot of Pete near, and then Mraz far. You've seen it. But the only thing is, it's not a great shot because it's not high enough to be over the computers. So Mraz oftentimes gets blocked by the computer. So I have reached out to the engineer, engineering department. Me and Kaplan have kind of worked on this and game planned it. And we want something higher and preferably center, placed center in the studio to look down on you two guys. So the engineers came by apparently yesterday and, and reset one of the reset that camera, but they reset it directly in front of you, and there's no shot of Bilotti. None. None. It's not even like half of a nose. So if you watched on Watch DA, you didn't even see Ben Horowitz's Trash Tuesday. Nope. You don't get anything. It's a really good shot of you. I don't know about that. I got a couple texts today. One for my sister, one for my friend's father, both watcher, you know, a lot of hard work being done in Manhattan at these offices. Okay. Watching the show, they asked when I got five chins. <laughs> Apparently, now I have to go back and watch the tape because anytime I was actually on camera, I wasn't watching the stream. Yeah. It showed a heavy angle on my chin. Well, because it's low. It's a low shot. It's low. So apparently it wasn't a very flattering shot of me. Uh -huh. I worry that this is how I'm going to be portrayed <laughs> in my career going forward. So we're going to have to work on the shot. But nonetheless, when Pete does return. We can't have the shot. No, because if Pete turns goes, what do you mean I'm not in the shot? He is going to think he went away for a week. Yes. And we. Purposefully it, cropped him out. Right. Of. That, Pete's mind is going to go that we conspired against him, yeah. that we don't think he's good enough to be on camera to get him off camera, when that isn't what happened at all. We had no no control of this. Engineering came down, reset the camera, and just set it directly in front of you, and it had nothing to do with any of us. And I said, I don't want that shot. We can't have that shot. 
I already told Kaplan, I'm like, this is not going to work. No, and Pete overthinks everything, as I was just bringing up with the scheduling. He's going to think that. Part of me wouldn't blame him for thinking that, though, because if you were away and all of a sudden he came back and then you were cropped out of a shot, you'd be like, what, what did I do wrong in the show? <laughs> but that's really what happened, and I, I can't deal with that. I can't have him go, the first time I see him, hey, Pete, by the way, you're not in camera. Three hours later, by the way, Pete, I need off in a week and a half. Like, this whole thing is Forget a disaster. Yeah. This is going to come off Labor Day weekend as so we're going to have that first Tuesday NFL season, a grumpy Pete. We don't need it. So something better be done about this camera in the next couple of days. We have to change it. We have to go back to the old one until there's a better solution. I mean, do we still have the proper wiring? for? There's a lot of questions that are above our head on this. I got to go back and look at this, but it's just not going to work. We can't have a camera shot without Pete. He's going to flip. We, we could use the one of you that we're using now that makes you look like you have five chins and the old one. But if we have to pick one of the two, we have to go with the one that includes Pete. I agree. Because at least you get half of me and all of Pete. This one, you're getting too much of me, none of Pete. So we need at least part of everybody else. I, I would say, though, and, I, and maybe this is speaking out of line, the new camera that's staring me right in the face isn't exactly like you know a groundbreaking camera. It almost looks like a small webcam on a stand. I mean, how much is it Home Depot? A couple screws. Let's hang this thing from the ceiling and direct it down. I can't yeah. imagine it's because everything always comes down to money, as always, but I can't imagine it's that expensive to figure out. No, I would agree. The final point is I was under the impression James Ward's wedding was Saturday morning. Oh. Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Yeah, you should be one to criticize wedding times. You got two weddings here. I agree. And, and I told you, I, I walked through all of the permutations because I really felt guilty about making people go to two events. There's only a few people that had to do that, but and I said if you make one event, you don't do not have to come to the second one. Right. And then the second part was a Saturday night during football season. I did not like that, but it was just the cards I was dealt. I also, though, did say to myself, you know what? It's better if I'm gonna have two events to do two, one in summer, one after summer, so that I'm not taking up two summer weekends from somebody. I actually think that's fair. But Ward is throwing the wedding on the 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 middle day of Memorial day, of Labor Day weekend. That means you can't leave. No, if that you means, wanted to get away, you're stuck there. If you had it on one end or the other, you get a two day weekend outside of that. Why did he choose Sunday? This look, the Bourbon Bell. I had been telling the entire summer we're going to go on a Saturday Saturday wedding. I don't know. My thought, my thinking. James Ward's new schedule, as he works at SMY Television, he Sundays is his permanent day off. He had, Saturdays. I think that he had this plan before he even started working okay, full time over there, point. right? Because didn't we? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, you would think it's weird. See, I would say maybe something to do with their travel schedule. I know his, his soon-to-be wife travels a lot, but I, you know, usually when people are about to get married, those the days before and days after. I mean, that's a you're off for a few days. There's a lot of loose ends to tie up there. You might argue if you're listening to this right now. Well, da, it's a venue. You'd have to be able to rent the venue out. You have to a lot of schedule and organization. Right. <clears throat> They're getting married in Central Park. There is. I don't even know if it's a, like an official permit thing. They might just say meet at this spot where we did the bird seed and like throw some chairs down. It's like that, which I love. It's going to be so low key and so not foo foo, and and it's going to be. I love that. I mean, right? I responded. He his invitation was a text message to me. Right, me too. It was a. It was a. Hey, anything to save on stamps? It was a Google yes or no. Will you attend the wedding on this date? And that, it was just you click yes, and it was do you need a ticket to the Yankee game afterwards because you're going to buy tickets for everybody to go to the Yankee game. And I said yes to the ceremony, but no to the, the Yankee game because I figured, well, 
me and the Bourbon Bell might get out of town after the ceremony and not go to the game. Right. So it's so low key, but he didn't. He's not renting out Central Park. It's just going to be at a random place right, in Central Park. Right. So he could have done it any day, I think. And I mean, he, and I would assume it's ironic because I would think the harder, other than like playing a rivalry game versus the Red Sox, I would think with Yankee Stadium, the harder group ticket to get would be a holiday weekend. Those are usually popular dates: Fourth right. of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day. So you could have said, "Hey, any Saturday would have done," but he's or he's going Sunday, Labor Day weekend. Tigers in town? I mean, this is a ballsy move by Ward. By the way, we didn't even factor in. This game gets rained out. What are you doing for your wedding? What happens if it rains on Sunday? I didn't hear a backup plan. Because it it could rain on Sunday. There are thunderstorms and, you know, James, I love you. I ain't waiting out a two-hour rain delay on Labor Day weekend for your wedding. So what is my my wardrobe like for a 10-minute ceremony in Central Park before we get on a subway? Well, he told now you're not going to the game, right? Right. So you could in theory wear whatever you want. He said to everybody, just wear Yankee gear. So you're not a Yankee <laughs> fan, you wouldn't. <laughs> this is epic. So I'm gonna go to Central Park. Uh-huh. I'm going to I, I'm going to <laughs> flip flop shorts, whatever you want. Shorts. The W A E R shirt? Don't matter. Flops a t shirt. Show up for a ten minute ceremony in Central Park. Be like, How have you guys got married? I'm out of here. That's it. And you're on with your weekend. And you're, by the way, you're criticizing me. I'm committing to three hours at a baseball game in the heat. You're only doing 10 minutes. You and Bogus bash me for that. I'm going with the big commitment there. I'm seeing the ceremony, though. You're going to a free bank Yankee baseball game. Well, you know, I'd also argue not free if you give a gift. I, you know, I'm covering my ticket at the least. <laughs> at the least. I'm going to pay well, for yeah, parking. Well, your gift is going to be 30 bucks. <laughs> 33.60. Well, you know, check because that's what you're supposed to do is cover your plate. Cover your plate. There is no food being paid for. That's another point that should discuss. Should we just cut the the game ticket? (laughs) What do you What do you give at a Yankee game wedding? Because I'm going to go there. It's not like they're telling me, "Hey, you get a Jersey Mike's cheesesteak and uh, and and a beer." So, like, you go to any wedding, you get fed. I'm not getting fed. the The food's coming out of my pocket. So what do you give as a wedding gift in this spot? How about for me, I'm going to a ceremony that they didn't pay anything for. There's going to be no chairs. I don't think you have to give a gift. No venue rental. I don't think you give a gift. I don't think that's right. I'm going to show up to a wedding and not give a gift. You're like, uh, you know, the lady, <laughs> the whole monitor shows up to the kid she, you know, grew up with in high school's wedding in the church and isn't invited to the ceremony. I think I'm... I'm basically like somebody randomly walking by in Central Park you that are. day. <laughs> this is going to be a big conundrum. I don't know what he's expecting on a gift. You give too much, it's ridiculous. You give too little, you look cheap. But, you know, I'm paying for parking. I, I, <laughs> I'm paying for my own food. I'm not even getting a helmet cup of sprinkles It here. is true. You rarely have to pay for your own parking going to a wedding. <laughs> no, I'm going to be 40 bucks on the whole parking. Food, I'm spending at least 25 bucks worth, and, and that's on a, a good day. That's a light day. That's a light day. I mean, I'm I'm probably 80 bucks in the hole before a gift, food and parking, with the ticket free. <laughs> Matter of fact, you should be giving us gifts. We should be getting vouchers. What do you give somebody for this kind of wedding? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It does. We can't text him and ask, like, hey, no. Ward, what's the gift situation? He might listen to this. Maybe he feels free texting me. But I, here's the problem. He texts me. He goes, oh, don't worry about a gift. Of course you got to give a gift. Yeah. What do you give? 50 bucks? I don't know. I feel really cheap if I just right? showed up and dropped 50 bucks. I would feel cheap, too. But that's still more than your ticket's going to be to the game. 
and more than their <laughs> more than the cost of their ceremony, right? Which is zero, zero, I right? I could give a hundred bucks, and I'm sure that seems like a standard. But what am I giving a hundred bucks to? I could have bought my own ticket. Said, "Hey, I'll see you in the terrace." Well, it's true because what happens? What happens if he didn't have anything? Do we still owe him a wedding gift? No. To me, the wedding gifts, I know the wedding gift is supposed to be like a sign of, hey, good luck Starting in life. your life, right? But in reality, the wedding gift is, hey, you fed me, thanks. Is it? I think I think in reality, that's what it is. Because it's true, like, if somebody I mean, DA, I see the pasta bar on your, on your invitation here. You weren't having a pasta bar, I ain't giving you a gift. You're feeding me. <laughs> it's an interesting, yeah, it's an interesting question. I'm like, telling you, good luck in life, thanks for the rigatoni. I don't know what I'm telling him. For me, if I just got married and uh-huh. I did not have a ceremony, or let's say I eloped, or let's say that I had a destination wedding. Sure. You wouldn't feel necessary buying me a gift? No, I'm giving you a gift because I'm going to your party. And I know I'm going to eat and drink and get my money's worth at thus party. If the part- I look at it as my money's worth. So, okay, what happens if, if I had a backyard tent and I just had uh, burgers and dogs? I've been through this with another friend. Okay. We we did this with another friend of ours who had a backyard wedding. By the way, it was a blast because there was no end time. And it was cheaper food, obviously, but still great. You know, you're barbecuing, you're doing whatever. And they supplied. So it a, wasn't catered. No, they supplied a bunch of beer, though. Uh, and I we all gave, I would say, 15% less than we would at a wedding hall. But we were being fed and alcohol. Fifteen percent, about so yeah. So, would, like, let's say you would give. They didn't pay for the. They didn't pay for any type of facility. They let's just paid say. For the food. Let's say it's a friend you're not as close to. I don't know what it's like in different parts of the country, but they say the standard on in Long Island where I'm from is, uh, you know, if you know the person, okay, it's a hundred. You know the person really well, it's 125. If you really want to get nuts, it's up to you to go higher than that. But that's usually the standard. A hundred covers your plate. So we would give. We gave him, I think, eighty. So maybe it's less than 50%. I think we all gave him 80 bucks. We're like, I'll take 20 bucks off. But it's not so stupid. What would the other 20 bucks cost right. you? Like, why not just give him that? Why? Because he's not doing Like, it's so stupid. It should just be about you're giving what you want to start the life. But at the same time, at least I was being fed and drank. All I'm getting is a ticket to the game. My parking is going to cost me more than that ticket would cost, and I'm not getting fed. <laughs> it's really a conundrum. This is amazing. It's a cool, unique idea, and I'm pumped up to go. But I think it's causing a lot of stress with guests. I bet you a lot of people think in the same long, long lines of me. The gift situation's tough. The timing is tough. Right. I'm giving up a beautiful Sunday. I live on Long Island. There's beaches. There's pools. Labor Day weekend. Let's go. It's the time you live to be there. Nope. I'm going to the Bronx. Sit there. Yankee game. Pay for my own parking. Pay for my own food. <laughs> what do I give as a gift? How do I say good luck in life? Like, well, I just... Oh, oh hold on. Actually, I'm thinking out loud. <laughs> Do I take it upon myself to buy the bride and groom their food? And that's your gift? Yes. Hey, not giving you a gift. What do you want to eat? Step up before anybody else does. <laughs> Get them. I'm sure they're just going on like a, a chicken tender thing. Yeah, and chicken a beer. fingers, fries, garlic fries. Here's a, you know, a couple of Michelobes. Happy wedding day. Enjoy your life. Or is that cheap? That's kind of nice. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm staying within the ballpark theme. Yeah. But then you can't rely on that because if Uncle Eddie's already done that, then you're screwed. Then what? Right. When you get him a uh, Dixie cup? Yeah. These are all really interesting questions. Well, if you have some thoughts, tweet at me at MRACCBS. What what do you give James Ward here? A lot of wedding conversation here on yeah. the PGP recently. By the way, for the record, James Ward's gift should be the eight Sunday morning football guests I got him last year. But we'll leave it at that. <laughs>
All right, that's side A. Side B coming up right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into side B of the PGP. It is the fun, the arrogant, the loving Sean Mraz here, the host of side B of the PGP and the executive producer of the A Show. And here we go. In a league where they pay for play for pay, <laughs> Andrew Bogish, Mano Imano, the bogeyman. What's going on? Am I allowed to curse on this podcast? What are the rules? I mean, I had to bleep them out. I really won't mm. want to don't want to well, go through well, the extra work. Mm. Uh, hello, how are you? I'm good, Sean. How are you? Good. Well, boy, I, you know, for two people that joke around, I suddenly feel very awkward. Mm, I'm just gonna, <laughs> let me go sit down in this. <laughs> <laughs> One-armed, stained chair, and I'll wait for you to be a man and apologize uh, to me. For... No, listen, I'm not going to apologize. I know you're not. I'm not going to apologize. Why but would I, you? I will say this. Uh, maybe I should in a, in a way. I I think at least you know, and this is actually the first time we've really talked about this, talked about this. Right. I mean, I was having fun at your expense. Right, which is why I'm not really mad at you. Now, I, now to be honest, I, I assume... That you think those things, like, but not necessarily in a, in a negative way. Like, that started with something, I believe, in your head that you think is factual. Yeah, probably. Right, which is fine, because I have the same thoughts. But I will tell you, I will tell you, and this is not me being a coward. I know that I, I'm going to say these words, and I'm going to get DA's going to be listening to his little earphones, go roll his eyes, here's Mraz backing down. Mm-hmm. I have said and told you to your face that I think you're excellent at play-by-play. So much so that I've watched taped high school basketball games where I've scrolled through the channels on a Saturday, mm-hmm. cold out, and go, oh, Bogus really good here, and I'll stick with a game I could care less about, don't know the players, because you're calling a game, and I know you're good. So my intent wasn't to destroy your career, but rather that <laughs> your talent tells me you should be further along than you are. And that's all I was doing. That's all I was doing. And I would have never said it had it not been had it not popped in my head that, wait a minute, hold on here, you're going to miss DA's wedding. After all of this and all this fun, like how many life events is one going to miss for something that, uh, you know, might be more or less a hobby? Well, okay. I mean, again, be careful here. <laughs> Don't get too far away from your nice point to begin with. No, no, I'm just trying but, to explain right. myself. And the, and the specifics of this particular thing with this Delaware football game, it's it, it would be different if it was a, first of all, this, I hope, is the break that you want me to get. because This is your biggest gig. Well, I mean, it's the biggest gig I have right now, and it's on... Is it's, this the biggest gig you've gotten in your life, play-by-play-wise? Um, uh, I don't or know. Or have you failed at something else that was well, bigger? Well, I mean, I did... I Yeah, well, see, here's the thing. I mean, uh, to, to be super-duper, like, on the psychiatrist, psychiatrist chair, so I've done, uh, in, like, 2011, I did a guest Seton Hall basketball game on ESPN3. Oh, wow, okay. So that was a big thing. It was a Big East game. It was during the regular season. Seton Hall was playing well. They were about to be in the top 25. In fact, we were all in danger of getting bumped for like a real ESPN crew. Had they gotten into the top 25, the game might have been on real TV, and they were going to use real broadcasters, not give me my first chance right. on a you game like that. You and Sergio Dip on ESPN3. Basically, yes. So the game stayed on ESPN3. I did that game. They liked me. They said, we'll talk again about next season because this was like January or February and there was just no more open dates. And then I never heard, I, nothing ever happened of it again. That stinks. I, I did a game for, 
um, for what was it called then? It's now called Stadium. I can't think of what it was called before that now. But I did a game for them. They liked it, gave me some bullet points, work on this. Let's talk again for next season. Nothing happened there. So, yeah, I've had these little things where that I've, I've gotten a chance, and then for whatever reason, whether I've messed something up in the game or whatever it is, didn't lead to anything more. Could now, just be unlucky. Whatever it may be. And a lot of things get, get pushed, you know, are in play here. Um, then Delaware comes along, and this is, these are live games. They're on Comcast affiliates through New York, Philadelphia, D.C., Delaware. So, I mean. A school Joe Flacco once quarterback. Exactly. And Rich Gannon. So, I mean, like, there's, and there's, there's 10,000 people at one of the games that we did last year. So, I mean, it's, it's a fairly legitimate you know, it gets me. It's more certainly bigger so, than a high school game. So here's the break that you want me to get, and I've I'm killing it. you for the break. And the problem specifically right now is that from the beginning, I was told last year we've got three games. We want you for three games. You can't do all three. You can't have the job. So I can't back out of one and keep doing this year. So it wasn't like because now next week I turned down a girls' high school game in New Jersey because I wanted to be home for my son's first day of school. Bang. That choice I made. This one, and I wouldn't, and I and my son would have to, wouldn't remember me not being right. there, but I'd go to Delaware if there was a football game next week. Because there's, in the hierarchy, like, this one, I, this is the one I can't mess up. Well, if we're going to be real and, and lose the hokey-jokey act where I like to have fun at people's expense, mm. I want to put things on, on the table here. If I was in your position... And I am about, and I am your age, and I have a chance to do the Delaware game. I am telling DA the same exact thing. Hold off on that RSVP. Right. I might have to do a Delaware game. In fact, I will go so much as far as to say I requested off as I made the joke hosting because I host a lot of weekends now. Hey, I have DA's wedding. Told the bosses, and they understand because DA works here. Had they come to me, we really have nobody else. We need you to do you know, fill in for Jody Mack. Well, then I'm placing the phone call to DA. Hey, I requested off, right. but I, this is an opportunity for right. me. So I, in turn, am the biggest hypocrite going. Yeah, we know. Because <laughs> if I have a chance to work right. in this industry, which is so dog-eat-dog, I would do that. So that being said, I wanted that on the record because when I went on this rant with you on Tuesday and finally, oh, say it to your face, you know, DA pins everybody against each other. I didn't expect the backlash. Yeah, it was real. That has occurred. Heat. I I thought everybody would have listened to it, had a good laugh, and been like, that was funny radio. Right. Instead, it was, can you believe this jerk, you yeah. know, and bleepity bleep Sean, and now I'm getting cock eyes from people around here going, how arrogant do you think you've become, young man? Yeah. And that wasn't my intention. Now, leading into my wife getting stuff, you know, at her, thrown at her from the video going wild at her workplace, your wife, I think- Called you a douche nugget a via douche text nugget. Morning, I'm a yeah. douche nugget. I yeah. and. I've I've met your wife several times. She's always a good time at every event. Yeah. Several weddings I've been to, and now I'm gonna have to see her in a couple of weeks. And this might be the one that breaks my back. Of all the, you know, Sean likes to Mraz likes to take shots at everybody and have fun at everybody's expense. This might be the one where I I think I stepped in it too deep. And I, I just I think and it's, it's ironic. Maybe it speaks to how beloved you are. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It is amazing to me that I am the least, I am the least angry. I'm not even angry at you. And everyone else would, wouldn't mind if you had suffered some kind of bodily harm over this. Um, and But also, too, like, part of it is, like, there's there's a lot of truth in what you said. Like, that, these are the thoughts. But seriously, like, the thoughts that you said about, like, at some point, it's put up or shut up. Like, I've had that thought. Like, what would I do? Because I don't want to do updates for the rest of my right. life either. So, like, but what would I do if all of a sudden I went, hey, you know what? This isn't working. 
I got to try something else. I'm not going to become a teacher or a cop or something like that. I got nothing else. So, But the ironic thing is I'm saying that. And yes, there's truth to it, but I'm saying it as if you're 55 years old and your life. But I kind of am in certain areas. But you're you are still young, like, like thank God I look like I'm 12. Right, that was part of like the joke I had with was you are still a young guy pursuing it, you know, trying to make what's best for his family. But like I was making it out like you were older than you are. Look, I'm not going to be a wuss and back down from what I said. But the backlash has me shook. I got to be honest. Yeah. It, it does. It's, and I've, I've been trying to talk people down. I, I, you know, again, I was I was offered help from three Russian gentlemen to take care of you. I don't, I don't want to see um, them. You know, my wife, my dad says he knows somebody named Frankie Two Shoes. Oh, now your dad's involved? Yeah, my dad's involved. So, I mean, like, there's some real people, you know, coming to my support here, which I appreciate. It was nice to I talk to people I hadn't talked to in a long time who were like, who's this clown? Everything's going to be okay. Somebody offered to to have me talk to an agent. So, I mean, maybe in the end, this is going to be the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Well, now I will leave you with this because okay. I know you have to go. We're going to wrap on this. This is the ultimate win-win for me. You understand that? It's back to you. It is yeah, always yeah. back to me, Bogus, right. because one or two things are going to happen. Right. Either the harsh reality of what you said where, like, you know, your life flashes before your eyes right. and it never happens happens, and I end up being right at this moment, or I still end up being right in that I motivated you to get the proper representation or got the proper attention to how good See, you are and how much you deserve a job. And then if you get a job now that's bigger and your play-by-play career takes off, we'll be able to point to the records on the stage and go, hey, Mraz was right. Mraz uh, propelled Bogus's career. I can't wait so to either no way, show you when you book me on a show oh, before no. a big broadcast. Oh, Bogus is doing the game and then I don't pick up when you call. Either way, Mraz <laughs> wins here because either way now I'm right. Which, I have somehow molded this with right. either way I win. Which really, I mean, that's all we could care about is that you win for me, and you come out looking good. For me. So, th- ironically, if you fail, I win. If you succeed, I win. Right. Well played again by you. You really are an evil genius. They should do a Netflix documentary around me and my life. So, for those of you angry who might be listening to this, I hope that this podcast soothes you or calms you. Right. Although he's not apologizing still, really. No, I I, I can't. Because <laughs> if, I, if I actually apologize, Bogish. And I don't, I don't need you to apologize to me. Well, I'm not going to. Right. Uh, and I hope by the time this wedding rolls around in a couple weeks, my wife, your wife, everybody's just, we're on good terms and we could all unite in the fact that we're going to try to avoid Bilotti like the plague. Yeah, my wife's going to forget. Your wife might have a new reason to be angry with you by the middle of September. Right, right. She might come up to apologize. I hope. I mean, well, no, I don't hope. I hope we just avoid the contact. <laughs> but anyway, follow Andrew and his burgeoning play-by-play career on Twitter. Slowly at- moving. Uh, Andrew Bogish. Uh, what a C. For There's those a, of you who yeah, can't spell. Bogus C-H. Bogus CH and follow me at Mraz CBS and thank you all for following this never-ending saga. And now we look ahead to football season where I will be going mano y mano and picking games. Team Robbie versus Huge Freeze. Take care, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.